welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for yourselves and other selves all over the world. And know that there is truly never a lack of those higher qualities within anyone, but more of an unwillingness on the part of an individual to share them with others for whatever reasons. But when we accept within ourselves those reasons not to feel those higher qualities of love, joy, and compassion for anyone else, we stunt our own spiritual elevation and the expansion of our consciousness, and we deafen our ears and blind our eyes to the presence of the living God within us, our mighty I Am Presence. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord, because of these same detestable practices the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you will dispossess listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. You may say to yourselves, How can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. Now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. 
When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered the money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Deuteronomy 18 9-21, Acts 8 9-25 Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2 They undertake by scales of miles to tell the bounds, dimensions, and extent of hell, where bloated souls in smoky durance hung like a Westphalia gammon or neat's tongue, to be redeemed with masses and a song. Oldham, satires upon the Jesuits. York, but you are more inhuman, more inexorable, oh, ten times more, than tigers of Hyrcania. King Henry VI, Part Third, Act One, Scene Four. War, and hark ye, sirs, because she is a maid spare for no faggots, let there be enough, placed barrels of pitch upon the fatal stake. King Henry VI, Part First, Act Five, Scene Four. In that famous work of Bowdoin, on sorcery, a frightful story is told about Catherine of Medicis. The author was a learned publicist, who during 20 years of his life, collected authentic documents from the archives of nearly every important city of France, to make up a complete work on sorcery, magic, and the power of various demons. To use an expression of Eliphas Levi, his book offers a most remarkable collection of bloody and hideous facts, acts of revolting superstition, arrests, and executions of stupid ferocity. Burn everybody, the Inquisition seemed to say, God will easily sort out his own. Poor fools, hysterical women, and idiots were roasted alive, without mercy for the crime of magic. But at the same time, how many great culprits escaped this unjust and sanguinary of justice? This is what Bowdoin makes us fully appreciate. H.P. Blavatsky Catherine, the pious Christian, who is so well deserved in the eyes of the Church of Christ for the atrocious and never-to-be-forgotten massacre of St. Bartholomew, the Queen Catherine, kept in her service an apostate Jacobin priest. Well versed in the black art, so fully patronized by the Medici family, he had won the gratitude and protection of his pious mistress, by his unparalleled skill in killing people at a distance, by torturing with various incantations their wax simulacra. The process has been described over and over again, and we scarcely need repeat it. Charles was lying sick of an incurable disease. The Queen Mother, had everything to lose in case of his death, resorted to necromancy, consulted the oracle of the bleeding head. 
This infernal operation required the decapitation of a child who must be possessed of great beauty and purity. He had been prepared in secret for his first communion, by the chaplain of the palace, who was apprised of the plot, and at midnight of the appointed day, in the chamber of the sick man, and in presence only of Catherine and a few of her confederates, the devil's mass was celebrated. Let us give the rest of the story as we find it in one of Levi's works, at this mass, celebrated before the image of the demon, having under his feet a reverse cross, the sorcerer consecrated two wafers, one black and one white. The white was given to the child, whom they brought clothed as for baptism, and who was murdered upon the very steps of the altar, immediately after his communion. His head, separated from the trunk by a single blow, was placed, all palpitating, upon the great black wafer which covered the bottom of the potten, then placed upon a table where some mysterious lamps were burning. The exorcism then began, and the demon was charged to pronounce an oracle, and reply by the mouth of this head to a secret question that the king dared not speak aloud, and that had been confided to no one. Then a feeble voice, a strange voice, which had nothing of human character about it, made itself audible in this poor little martyr's head. The sorcery availed nothing, the king died, and, Catherine remained the faithful daughter of Rome. How strange, that de Musos, who makes such free use of Bowdoin's materials to construct his formidable indictment against spiritualists and other sorcerers, should have overlooked this interesting episode. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 The loved ones of my heart, I wish to bring to your attention this hour, and for your use, more of the power from our ascended master octave that you do require in this world, that the world itself requires, and that can do for you that which only the power of the angelic host can do. You have been giving recognition to the master flame. This moment I ask you to give recognition to the master power of the entire angelic host to come into this world, and blaze whatever sacred fire power and presence into this world compels the purification which must come. When we offer you the power of the angelic host, that is from not only the ascended beings, but the power of the sacred fire of the angelic host means all the power that has been used through eons of time by those great beings who are angels, but who have never yet embodied in human form. There are uncountable legions of the angels of the sacred fire created by the cosmic beings to render that service in the use of the sacred fire, which is concerned with the creation of a planet or a system of worlds. There are uncountable legions of the sacred fire of the angelic host, and when I ask you to call forth the master power of all the angelic host, it includes all who are ascended, and the cosmic beings power that the angelic host wield, who as yet have never been in physical embodiment. Therefore, they are the master presence of such purity, such love, and such power of the sacred fire that the human intellect cannot comprehend it, until you see it in action, or you feel it enfold you and make you realize the presence which it is. This world and mankind upon it have been the focus of tremendous energy drawn here for manifestation, some through the powers of nature, some through the beings who direct the powers of nature, some through mankind, some through the atmosphere of earth. Some energy that's poured forth into this world is the great cosmic light rays, the cosmic rays that have been made permanent to the earth in their blessing to purify and stabilize the flow of life in this world. There are the natural rays that have been made permanent to this world. 
There are the cosmic rays that have poured and are pouring certain currents of the sacred fire, and the great cosmic electronic force from the physical sun and the great central sun, into outer world physical conditions for the manifestation of perfection, and not for mankind's misuse of the energy of life. Since the pressure of the energy mankind has misused and qualified with destruction is reaching the bursting point at certain points on the surface of the earth, we wish to draw in, through, and around you as much as possible the greater release of the power of the angelic host to hold control of certain manifestations that you can contact, and that you need to draw into outer physical conditions to help you master the destructive forces that are here, generated by mankind. Beloved Archangel Michael, When you begin to call forth the master powers of life, the master flame, the master qualities, the master powers of consciousness, you need always to recognize that those special activities of life from the ascended master's octave are always the flow of certain powers of the sacred fire. All the sacred fire is consciously directed by intelligent beings, whether they be ascended or those originally created to use that power in a system of worlds to bring forth the manifestation of perfection here. As you give this recognition, you can have drawn in and around you by our concentration, through your calls, of certain activities of the sacred fire from our octave that are an enfolding power of protection, because the sacred fire is the only master presence of mankind's human creation here. The sacred fire is the activity of the cosmic life from the great central sun that is provided to create, hold sustained, keep in action and controlled, the manifestations of systems of worlds. Therefore you, being an individual system of worlds within yourselves, must come under that same law as the planetary systems. I want you to begin to feel, by your own conscious call, the greater power that we want to pour in and around you to help you do what service you're rendering in the physical world with greater ease and comfort, with less strain, and with protection and victory always. You must have power in and around yourselves, beloved ones, to both survive and to accomplish that which you're trying to do in the physical world to fulfill the divine plan. You must have the power of the sacred fire if you're going to master manifestation in this world that is discordant. So, when you begin to call forth the angelic host's master power of the violet consuming flame, you will find it is the concentration and condensation of certain activities of the violet consuming flame, which we hold in the atmosphere of earth, and which govern the system itself. You can just as well have an individualized stream of that to flow in and around you to sustain certain activities wherein you need more power. And the power you need is the violet consuming flame's control of manifestation. That blessed violet consuming flame has so many blessings within it. It has so many activities that produce only perfection, that we want you, by your own use of the master power of the violet consuming flame's control of manifestation, to experiment with this, use it to accomplish what you wish to do in the physical world, fill yourselves with it so you feel the power of its mastery. And you must feel it before it can act in the outer to control conditions that surround you. There are many reasons why I'm asking for this this moment, because if you call it in and around yourselves as the all-controlling sun presence of the violet consuming flames force that rules manifestation, it can be for you a world of your own, your own individual protection. So, the master power of the violet consuming flames protecting presence can be drawn in and around you by your own conscious call, by your demand for its concentration, and by the angels, the cosmic angels of the violet consuming flames power of love that, enfolding you in itself, disconnects you from the pressure and the substance that mankind has qualified with hatred, discord, and impurity. Beloved Archangel Michael,